0: Welcome to Agriculture's Top Hands Podcast. In this podcast, I will interview the leaders of the agriculture industry ranging from 4-H and FFA members, farmers, ranchers, agribusiness people, and government officials about why they believe in the future of agriculture. So join me, host, Bailey Habaker, in talking to the top hands of the agriculture industry. Hey everyone, I just wanted to pop on before the episode starts. I have decided that I will be releasing episodes every other week. So there will not be an episode next week, April 27th, but I'll be returning on May 4th. And then from now on, I will be uh, uploading episodes every other week. So thank you for understanding and enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode of Agriculture's Top Hands. Today I am with Miss Lindsay Galbreth. So Lindsay do you want to introduce yourself kind of give us your whole background life story?
1: Yes so first of all thank you for having me. My name is Lindsay Galbraith. I'm from a small town of Enderlin, North Dakota. Where I live in our family farm and ranch where we raise pigs, sheep, and cattle and I competitively Competitively show livestock at a state and national level. And I'm heavily involved with owning my own boutique and are owning raising pigs. And I actually own my own boar, which is in a stud. And as if I don't have enough going on, me and my cousin actually run an egg business where we sell eggs to local community members. And that's basically what I do with my life as finishing up my
0: senior year of high school. Wow, you got a lot on your plate, Lindsay. <laughs> You're kind of jack of all trades. Yes. <laughs> um, so, Lindsay, you talked a little bit about what you currently do. Um, do you have any organizations that you belong to that have kind of helped you out, get you to where you are today?
1: Yes. So... Through 4-H and FFA, those have really helped me with my communication skills, and I've also brought out a bunch of leadership skills that I probably didn't know I had if I <laughs> wanted to be involved with those. And I'm also involved with the North Dakota Junior Points Association, which has allowed me to meet so many people throughout the state. And at a national level, I'm involved with Team Peerbread and the NJSA, and those have allowed me to travel across the nation and show pigs, and I've met a lot of people that will hopefully help me in my future, and those have also allowed
0: me to grow as a person. Awesome. Um, how did you kind of decide to start not only your own boutique and your egg business, but what kind of got your the light the fuel lighted?
1: Um. So for my boutique. Going back to showing at national shows, I've seen a bunch of different types of styles and I really like the Southern style of things, but where I'm from, there's not a bunch of people that dress like this. So I just wanted something different. So I kind of wanted to mix like the Southern style with the more modern style that we see around here. So, and I love fashion. So that's why I decided to start a boutique. That's awesome. So how, when did you decide to start it? Um, So I actually started it two years ago, like right over Christmas break. So I started it
0: January of 2019, I believe. Oh, awesome. What's been your biggest challenge with not only balancing the boutique, but you're also gone at shows all the time. Do you kind of advertise it at shows or, and plus you're in high school, like how do you balance all that? So, um,
1: one of the biggest challenges has been time management because going to school, I was either in activities after school or I'm going home and using all the daylight to work with my animals and such. But the time management has been a thing, but it's also helped me like prioritize what I want in my life. So the livestock and boutique and like school work obviously comes before like more fun activities, but I'm still making the most out of my life, I guess. And I've done a few vendor shows and then I also bring some stuff to shows and stuff to show other
0: people that are showing livestock. That's awesome. What's been your favorite part about owning a boutique? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> definitely having all the clothes like downstairs. So it's in our basement and I honestly, if I need something or like a new pair of jeans, they're always downstairs. So I can always take what I need, I guess.
0: That's perfect. Too bad you don't have that in the trailer at all the shows. I know. <laughs> um, what have you enjoyed most about being part of the egg industry? Um, how
1: rewarding it is. Because if you're willing to work and you find the right group of people to be with the industry will reward you. And I guess not a lot of people know like exactly where their food comes from and stuff. So in school, when we talk to the younger kids and we teach them about agriculture and everything, it's really putting yourself out there as something bigger than what the egg industry is and you're teaching young children. So I really enjoyed that. And it's also made me who I am today and it's helped me grow. So I'm really
0: thankful for all the opportunities guys. That's awesome. Um so you are graduating here in just a few weeks. What are your plans after graduation? So I'm planning on attending
1: South Dakota State University with a major in egg communications and I'm not exactly sure what I'd like to do yet, but I really like lifestyle photography and like the marketing aspect of everything. So I'm hoping to do something along those lines and then
0: hopefully continue to raise show pigs with my family and run. Perfect. Um, I mean, even though you're going to be a jackrabbit and I'm a bison, but I suppose I can let you be. (laughs) Um, If you could look back, this is going to be a tough question. Look back on your probably 18 ish years of life and tell yourself one thing that you wish you knew today. What would it be and why?
1: So that would probably be to really stay true to who you are and prioritize what you want to see in your life. Because growing up in my community, it's really sports heavy and there's no one else that shows livestock at like a national level like I do. So no one else really understands why you choose the things that you do. So some nights you might have to give up going to a football game to work in the barn, but you're working for your goals So don't try to change to be like everyone else. Stay true to who you are and then prioritize the goals that you want to see happening in your future and then make them happen.
0: That was very inspirational. That was very good, Lizzie. Um, I'm very proud of that. Nice work. (laughs) Uh, One off the cuff question. You have went to many national shows. What is your favorite?
1: That's a hard one. So It's probably the Arizona National, because, I mean, we went there twice, and it's a 25-hour drive, so you see tons of views and stuff that you don't see, and I actually did the Creed contest down there the first year that we went, and I've met some of my best friends from that, so that's been really fun, and then I can connect with those people at other shows, and that show is just, like, so friendly, and I just love the atmosphere. And plus it's nice down in the, like especially during winter, so.
0: That is awesome. I've never been down there, but I have heard so many good things about that content, or that show. Is your favorite animal pigs or do you like the others? Um, Probably pigs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exciting. What is your stud boar? What's his name? Um,
1: so his name is Tenpenny. He's actually a Hereford. And I got him last year during the OIE, when right when everything oh. shut down, kind of. So yeah, he's been kind of fun. Last year, we took some pigs to Duncan to sell them. And then we actually went down to the Oklahoma Youth Expo to watch them show this year. And he actually sired the sixth overall Herford Gilt this year at the Oklahoma awesome. Youth Expo. So that's been pretty fun for me. So I've heard a lot of good feedback with that stuff.
0: That's exciting. you've had a lot of things just in the last couple of years, like your boutique starting this bore, you've really ramped up on your showing, you've gone everywhere. so that's a lot on your plate. <laughs> and now you got college decisions to happen. So mm-hmm. that's awesome that things are happening for you. Um, do you have any advice for young people in the egg industry that maybe they want to get more involved or maybe they don't know what they want to do in the egg industry, but just some advice for those kind of new in egg?
1: Um, it would definitely be to try the thing that you're wanting to try, even if it seems crazy. Like I know last year I tried a goat for the first time and we don't raise goats. So it's something completely different, but it's such a fun experience getting to learn new things. And within like 4-H and FFA, if there's any new contests, try them out. Like you might not like them at first, but once you get used to them, there's so much fun and you meet so many amazing people. So my advice would just be to go for it if you even think about it, because you never know how much it will impact your life in the future.
0: Very true. I'm, I talk about this all the time, but I had to show sheep one time and it was the worst experience of my life. And then I watched like you growing up in the show ring showing sheep and you can handle it like nothing. But mine ran under a dairy cow during um, round robin. <laughs> so I learned my lesson, which is not to ever show sheep. you gotta try it yes try new things (laughs) um just kind of to wrap things up Lindsay. there's anything else that you can think of or if you have any events coming up maybe boutique wise or sales i mean peaks pig sale season right now kind of getting towards the end here in north dakota um or anything you want to put a plug in for your how do you, can people follow you on social media, whether that be your pigs or the boutique?
1: Okay. So my boutique's Instagram is actually southern.spirit.boutique. And then the website is linked in the bio. And I don't have any upcoming vendor shows for that, that I know of right now. <laughs> and then for our farm page, my dad actually has Facebook and his is Galbraith Farms. And then we have an Instagram that's Galbraith Farms too. And we actually have a sale coming up at NDSU on the 23rd. So I think that's this Friday. So I think that's all.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks for joining me today, Lindsay. It was fun getting to know you a little better. I've seen you in the show ring for years, but never really sat down and talked to you. Thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for joining us. And thanks for listening to Agriculture's Top Hands. Hey everyone, before this episode ends, I just wanted to let you know of a conference coming up July 27th through the 29th for CTE teachers, administrators, professors, CTE directors, and pre-service teachers. The conference focuses on using iSev with other learning management systems and customizing learning experiences to meet the needs of students. As we've stepped into a new era of learning, educators collaborated on the best practices for student success and making the most out of the educational shift. During the conference, a strong focus is placed on classroom practices, including ISAB's new lesson plan design, industry certifications, and education practices for special populations. In 2021, we're going even bigger. This year's conference will feature the more speakers, sessions, and prizes. Become inspired and energized to enter the fall semester. The virtual conference is the perfect opportunity for CTE professionals to advance their career, portfolio, and professional network. To register for the conference, check out the link below this episode and registration open on March 30th, so please go register today.